Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 113. It's like tracksuit pants for your feet. But about television. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. No, I didn't think I'd say anything particularly television or funny for my intro today. Does that sparkle? And to my right, Croppers. Good evening, viewers. Does that sparkle? Does that sparkle? Does that sparkle? Hey, you're, supposed, you're supposed to say sunshine, if you agree. Does that sparkle? Sunshine. sunshine. I, I have no idea what What's you're talking about? about. You haven't seen the uh, most recent South Park? No. no. Uh, it's been a bit lame this year, South Park. I, the second half of the year, I think. Oops. Oh, the Prime uh, Minister's here. Prime Minister's here. Ex-Prime Minister's here. Second half of the year. Ex. Ex. <laughs> second half of the year has been a bit lame, but uh, but the last episode of the year was, was very good. Yeah. Mm. I uh, I didn't follow it at all. I have to say, which is uh, which is strange, but I think my downloading was uh, was so full on that uh, mm. that I couldn't get a handle on it. And and who knows when SBS are going to show them? That's true. That's true. But you might be able to catch up now that uh, all your regular shows are going into indefinite. Yes. Yes. Once I uh, and all the shows that we've been talking about are starting. Uh, the Big Bang Theory, for example, on Channel Ten tonight. That started tonight. Right. Mm. And, yes. And uh, that thing later on on Channel. Seven, nine? Yes. Yep. 30 Rock? 30 Rock? Yeah. Well, well, while we're talking about uh, things like that, Bionic Woman is looking like it's going to be canned mm. after uh, after they run out of these episodes. I think the last one of which went to air last night in the US. Yeah. Which was, it was reported that it uh, flatlined. Uh, really? With a pathetic audience of 5.11 million. Mm. Which is which is small there. It's like it's like it five hundred eleven thousand here. But, yeah. you know, it's not yeah. Kansas anymore, Toto. Uh, but uh, I was going to do a list for the website and list all the shows that we did for fall, yep. and list what episodes they were in, so that when they come on TV, people can go, oh, and if they wanted to do a refresher, they could listen back to that part of the show and find out what we said about them. Or alternately, idea. if they hadn't seen the episode, they could, you know, if they hadn't listened to that episode, Boxcast, and I thought I'd save time. They're all shit. <laughs> Don't worry about any of them. No, no, do, do it. it. Do except, it. <laughs> except for Chuck, which I, I really like. And pushing, I, 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 I may stop. And, and Pushing Daisies, which a, a lot of people a, a lot of people have said to me they like. Yep. yep. So, uh, which is coming up on Nine. Yep. Yeah, Nine, nine actually have a pretty good selection. Uh, of the shit. Uh, You're saying yeah, well of, of the the ones that that seem slightly better. I mean, you guys like Chuck a lot. They've yes. got Chuck uh, pushing daisies. Obviously, is is you know quite well received. They've got that. Um, I can't remember. I thought they had one other one. Uh, as opposed to by this stage of the year, Channel Nine's going well. All our shows have been cancelled already. Yes, usually. So so they, it's it's done quite well for them. I think coming hmm. up later on on this episode of Box Cutters. We have James Talia calling in from London. It's always an exciting time. And uh, it's the first Monday of the month. Here's James. We've got some end-of-year ratings to talk about. We're also going to do a uh, look into next year. Got some quotes or a quote. Got the quiz. Going to finish it off with pork. But as always, kick things off with the Box Cutters News. And as you may have read on the blog during the week, the blog is at boxcutters.net, for those who don't know, 
Daryl Summers has left Dancing with the Stars after I- seven seasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, knew? in six years. Yeah, in six years has yep. it been that long? I thought it would have been less. They've been doing two a year, haven't they? Have they? Yeah, I thought I read six years. But yes, they did six, definitely Six do years seems a bit long yeah, to me. Yeah, six years seems really long. I, I would say it's only been um, three or four years. Okay. Mm. But that's just a guess. Anyway, I don't they're, know. they're uh, cutting back to just one series per yeah. year next year. You know, I didn't jump in early enough and you had to take over the news item because I was trying to think up with a, a dancing pun for Daryl's danced his way away from uh, from... Channel 7. He's exited stage left. Yeah, and then I was trying to, and then I got distracted he's, trying to think up a drumming pun. He's turned <laughs> the tap off. He, <laughs> he's danced to the beat of his own drum all the way away from uh, Dancing with the Stars. Uh, did, were you guys shocked when you heard this? I, w- I was shocked because it's, it's really not like what we knew of Daryl mm. to give up what is uh, like a successful gig. Yeah, and yes, this last season was—I uh, I think they'd lost like a third of their viewers, uh, but that's par for the course. If you look at—if uh, you look at how many viewers uh, the Idol finale lost, are you just talking about to- the finale, or because uh, it's still a behemoth for Tuesday nights? I mean, I, it, it, was the, it was the worst viewed uh, finale of. But only them. only slightly less. I think this had uh, 1.68 million. And if you go to the same one at the equivalent time last year, not the one mid-year, but the same time at the one last year was only 1.71, I think. So it's really right. not a huge but, difference. But comparing it to the to the one earlier this year, which was 2.1 million. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And then at the back of that, uh, there's been uh, all of this chatter about how much of a, a painful diva Bridie Carter is. Yes. And uh, how she's slagging <laughs> off McLeod's daughters and she won't be watching the last season. Yeah. Uh, she she but- really put her foot in a big time. She, she made some comment and then everybody who's ever known her has written back and said, well, actually, you're a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the thing about Daryl, though, is, is no, I did not think that, that he would ever give up a, a job like this. It's a sweet job. I mean, it's, mm. it's really... Easy work, and he and kind of polarizes audiences. I think. I think there's there's an equal amount that loathe him, uh, that think he's great, that think he's the reason to watch Dancing with the Stars. Uh, some reports are saying that uh, he's stormed off in a bit of a huff uh, after his promised pilots never came to fruition. Well, sure, and the the other thing is promised pilot TV show. Yes. Yes. Right. The other thing is, uh, he wasn't promised a pilot, and then the year after he'd get a plane. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the other thing is, you know, Daryl's probably earned enough money from all his time at nine, and then his time at seven recently. He probably never has to work again. That's the uh, the, the my mug agreeing. <laughs> probably never has to work again. Uh, obviously, he likes to work and uh, and and keeps it, doing it. It seems he likes bossing people around. Well, who doesn't? Now, Shut now, up, Brett. Now, we've got, we've got to this point, and we haven't had the conspiracy theory yet, so, Brett, What's lay that? it on us. That uh, he's got a gig lined up at Channel 9 um, to go back and relaunch Hey Hey Saturday. Or, or anything else. Uh, is he going back to 9? Some uh, seem to think so. Really? Yes. Right. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and new hosts for, for Star Dancers. We're... Uh, People, people have said. I think Daryl said it should be Sonia Kruger's job. He did say that. However, uh, has, it has been announced that Mix, uh, the FM uh, music station in Sydney, has signed on Sonia Kruger and uh, the main judge for their breakfast show. So I don't right. think she'd have time. On top mm. of that, and uh, and 
people are saying Denya O'Keefe. Well, it's really got to be Denya O'Keefe or O'Keefe. No, no, no. Who hosts Dancing with the Stars in the US? Uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, I don't know. Fly him out. Yeah, they'll do that. Mm. No, they can't do that because they can't shoot the whole thing in one week. They can try. He'd have to, he'd have to be here the whole time. <laughs> Get Joey Fatone. Yeah, Joey yeah. Fatone. Yeah. He could do it. So that's, uh, you know, that's, that's big news, but it's also big, no one really cares news. No, no one really cares in, in, in our sort of circle. I, I, I would suggest that probably none of the box cutters audience care from a watching point of view. They care, care from an observational point of view. But I can't imagine any of the box cutters family will be devastated that Daryl's leaving. No. And, I, you know, I was, I was listening to, uh, to uh, Radio National Breakfast a, a few weeks ago and their TV reporter there, uh, Glenn Dyer, who also does TV for Crikey. And uh, and he was talking about how Dancing with the Stars is his favourite show on television. Mm. Mm. Uh, I mean, they they get they get a thirty five percent share, which is huge most Tuesday nights on the back of Dancing with the Stars. So I mean, there there are a lot of people out there watching it. How, mm. how many of those people do you think are just people waiting for All Saints to start? None. Two. <laughs> it's, it's at least two. Um, it's at least two. The articles I've been reading seem to be going with Andrew O'Keefe uh, to take over. It's interesting. I was just looking at this uh, as you guys were talking, and um, other likely contenders are Grant Denya and Larry Emder. Um, saying that Denya may not be uh, the best because he already hosts It Takes Two and Australia's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Over the week, I actually had word uh, from a source that uh, Australia's Got Talent's not coming back. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's that's no huge surprise. <laughs> poor uh, poor Danny. What's she going to do? Uh, also well, in, she's in the UK having yeah. arguments with uh, what's-her-face. Yep. Also in yep. Uh, hosting news, uh, Jonathan Holmes is to take over Media Watch. Uh, he's a Four Corners reporter. I'm not that familiar with his English stuff. guy. Always yeah, with the English narration. He's uh, mm. he's he's really he's a really good journo. Okay, a really Great. good solid journo, uh, and uh, and might bring hopefully so, some more uh, analysis back to to Media Watch and uh, mm. and maybe throw caution to the wind with the with the whole uh, maybe we need balance mm. on Media Watch thing. Hopefully uh, that all will have uh, died down by the time he he takes it on and he can. Uh, be as uh, vitriolic and, and angry as he wants to be. He has said he doesn't uh, know what the program's going to be like next year because there's still uh, the showrunner to be announced yeah. on that, the mm. EP. Mm. So, yeah, we, uh, we, we don't know what's, uh, what's going on there. And I suspect uh, that'll be another one-year stint, uh, like Liz Jackson was, those Four Corners reporters. I think that it's probably fairly addictive going out there and doing strong investigative stuff. Well, yeah, it, is, it would be very hard to give up. Uh, Brett, you've got some more ABC news while we're on the topic. Yes, uh, ABC's content is available uh, through their very own standalone application for your PC. It's called ABC Now, and uh, it will suck down all the content, well, a lot of the content from local radio, Radio National, uh, news radio, and TV programs such as 7.30 Report, At The Movies, uh, Gardening Australia, Enough Rope, Good Game. Um, right on your desktop. Have you, you, have can, you tried uh, this out? I've downloaded it. I haven't yet uh, installed it. It's available for no cost from abc.net.au slash now. Well, if, uh, if anyone has a chance to uh, give it a go during the week, let us know uh, either on the blog 
at boxcutters.net or send us an email, hooray at boxcutters.net. And he's being uh, touted as a world first. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's interesting. Although that's interesting. BBC have something kind of similar. Um, well, BBC... I don't think they touched the radio. No, and BBC, uh, BBC Worldwide, ITV and Channel 4, all in the UK, are uh, joining forces for an on-demand web service uh, all in one. It's codenamed Kangaroo, and uh, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see. I mean, BBC have the uh, iPlayer, and Channel 4 have the 4OD service, uh, and uh, Channel 4 are replacing their service with this thing called Kangaroo. But it, I don't really have any, uh, any great details on, on what they're going to do. But I think the idea of these rival networks in the UK joining together for a single channel out is is really interesting. I mean, that's not the way it seems to work anywhere else in the world. No, oh, how do you split up the advertising revenues? Well, exactly. Twelve. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's nice. That's so simple. Yeah. So you, you just have these experts that they overthink it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. Ross. Uh, there's a great new show coming on the US uh, sometime fairly soon. Uh, last week we were talking about uh, Celebrity Apprentice yes, and uh, the very liberal application of the term celebrity. Uh, this show proves that uh, there is a worse list of supposed celebrities out there and uh, also that, uh, that reality still has a long way to go before it hits the absolute pits. Uh, celebrity Rehab is a show where celebrities go into rehab. No. Yep. Uh, it stars... Danny Bonaduce. <laughs> uh, Bridget Nielsen, oh. uh, who people may remember from uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2. That thing with Sylvester Stallone. Was she, she was the she was the evil tall woman yeah. in Beverly Hills Cop too, wasn't she? I think I think so. She was uh, she, she was, was married in, to Sylvester she was married to Sylvester Stallone. I for a think while. they were in a film together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she was in. No, I don't think she was in a James Bond film. Uh, it was done a Playboy a, pictorial. She's done a, uh, She was on a, an excellent uh, Back episode. Back in the eighties, though, it'd be interesting to see what she's looking like these days. Excellent episode <laughs> of uh, Bedell and Skinner. Years of drug abuse. Mm. She was a guest on uh, Bedell and Skinner when they did the uh, fantasy football show. No, wait a minute. I don't think it's allegedly that she's had 20 years of drug and alcohol abuse if she's on a show called Rehab, Mm. (laughs) Celebrity Rehab. Uh, She was also, I think, briefly married to Flavor Flav and they did a reality show together. Oh, really? Yes. (laughs) Uh, Is she, uh, and also Daniel Baldwin. Is he one of the Baldwin brothers? Yes, he is. Okay, so Daniel Baldwin. Yes, he is. He's less famous than Stephen. I didn't. I didn't bother to bring the list in of the rest of the people. I had no idea who they were. So, uh, yeah, it's good to see that we're uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel. That's terrible. And mm. that's going to be on VH1 in Australia. Uh, VH1 in America. I don't know how it works. No here, doubt but... it'll it'll pop up on cable here as well. It's mm. terrible. Managing director of SBS, Sean Brown, has said. That the ABC should be forced to run advertisements. I saw this. I saw this. He he goes on to say that the uh, that only the BBC of all the uh, public broadcasters. He's, he says it's a distinctly Australian view that public broadcasting ideology has to be non-commercial. Um, that uh, doesn't hold anywhere else in the world. BBC excluded, of course. 
Uh, so which is so a bit of a he's he's, tool. he's ruined his own channel, and now he's trying to ruin another channel mm-hmm. that yeah. he has nothing to do with. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because, yeah. because although they are both government funded, and that's why he sees it as his job to to demand that ABC have ads. No, it's it's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. The ABC is there as a service by the government. Like, the government provides that to Australia as a service. That's what it's there for. It's it's not about making money. It's about being as good a, a broadcasting service as it could be. And uh, and already, I mean, through the, the Hawke government, uh, the ABC went from being the Australian Broadcasting Commission to the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, which gave them the opportunity to uh, to have other ventures like uh, funding films or the ABC shops, where they could get some revenue in to ABC Enterprises, ABC en- Enterprises where they could start uh, getting some things in and having joint ventures and, and acting more like a business. Uh, and so they do get some money from, from those channels, but mostly... The way the ABC was set up, the way it should be, is a service to the Australian people. It's our it's what ABC, it's not fucking Holden's ABC. Language, or... Brett! The, uh, the, and the thing is, SBS was set up that way as well. Yes. SBS was set up as a special broadcasting service, not a money-hungry ratings hog like it's trying to be now. It was, it was set up to be a multicultural foreign language service. And uh, it's gone far away from that completely. Uh, Brown's also uh, disagreed with criticism of his uh, time at SBS, saying that it's weakened uh, since he's been there, but uh, hasn't actually provided any evidence, just saying that uh, setting up a bit of a straw man attack, saying that uh, people that say that dumbing down uh, the programming on SBS is to say that Australians are dumb, and even he as a New Zealander wouldn't say that Australians are dumb. And the uh, and th- and that was uh, followed by him saying, "I know you are, but what am I?" <laughs> Channel Ten have announced their HD uh, plans for the new year, or whenever it starts, December sixteenth, I think it is. There are going to be be some shows that uh, they did try on Ten proper and failed, and think that maybe they can get some kind of audience on 10 HD. Those include Veronica Mars, which we never saw the third season of Mm -hmm. here in Australia. Uh, Smallville, which uh, has never done very well here, despite uh, having quite a a good cult following. Uh, Battlestar Galactica, which is an excellent series, and if anyone gets a chance to to see it, they should. Torchwood, which they put on at a regular time and then moved that to the death slot, Mm. uh, the Monday night death slot. The 4400. midnight Monday night. Mm. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. 4400, which uh, I think three people in Australia liked, but those people wrote letters to the Green Guide. And The Shield, finally, they're going to pick up and uh, and run with The Shield again. Well, have you got your HD uh, tuner? I've got them all oh. on DVD. In fact, have you got your HD? Are you looking forward to uh, having to go out and buy new digital tuners so you can see the Shield? No, no, no. Because I, Channel 10 I, won't actually program I, it on their normal analogue service. A, I'm not a Shield fan, but I do have an HD tuner. So well, I'm, I'm be able to watch Deirdre's, all these things. Deidre's a Shield fan, so she is. So she'll get a chance to to watch that. That'll be good for her. She is. I, of I'm course, I could just lend her the DVDs. I think she's seen. I think she's seen all but the last series, and that's because she just hasn't watched it yet. Yeah, she, she's had the opportunity, but hasn't got around to it. Right. I did see on uh, on Easy TV the other day. They've got a. a 
a function where it's got a countdown to all people's favourite shows and when they, how many days until they come back. Yes. I did notice that The Shield is listed on there. Yes, so yes. So there's the a Shield. New, new series coming. There is a new series. I had I had no idea and I found out about a week ago. Mm. And uh, I, I was overjoyed because uh, it was left at what could be a conclusion, kind of a, a Sopranos-type conclusion to, to The Shield. Uh, but no, it, it is going to come back and uh, I'll be very glad to see you, the adventures of Big Mackie. the main... Uh, when the main the main writer was or the creator had gone to be a showrunner on something else, yes, Sean Ryan mm. went to uh, went to be a showrunner on uh, on something else. But I think last season on the Shield they only had ten episodes, so maybe they're going to do a, a short season again. Mm-hmm. Uh, in which case, maybe he can uh, he can balance both of those. But you know, as they say on weeds, when you get yourself into a tough situation, WWVMD, what would Vic Mackey do? Yeah. <laughs> It's nice to hear. That's nice to hear. There's uh, been a bit more uh, discontent happening over at the Nine Network as uh, Christine Spiteri has mounted a legal case after being dumped from the network while on maternity leave. She was uh, informed that her contract won't be renewed by uh, the network's news chief, John Westicott. Westy. Who... uh, allegedly said that uh, with a surname like Spiteri, you should try SBS, uh, after also allegedly telling journalists at an industry function in September that the newsroom was no place for women. That's, uh, that, that is a, a little bit outrageous. Uh, but, but yeah. yeah it's, it's not the first time someone at Channel 9 has said something outrageous about one of their staff. Insiders at uh, the Nine Network have said that... Uh, no, the insiders, insiders on ABC? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you're not getting mixed sources, up with sources? Sources at the network have uh, said that the chief, David Gingell, uh, blasted Westy, uh, saying that his comments weren't the fucking smartest thing he has ever said. That was a quote. Was while, a quote. Um, while it is kind of something that has been happening a bit at Nine, you know, over the past few years, it is a bit of a step back for them, I would say, Given things with David Gindrell's return, everything was looking very positive. I think yes. I think it's 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 a step back they didn't need at this point. But it is it is still. I mean, as we spoken about earlier, they uh, they do still have their hair on fire, and it is the sort of scenario where you will just shout things out randomly, mm. and uh, and you know, much like being drunk, you'll just say what you mean, mm. which isn't a great way to be. Mm. But and I can't be happy working with a news chief that's uh, been labelled racist and chauvinistic. Yeah, it's. Uh, Sure, that can't be easy, but we also know John Westacott knows how to do his job. Uh, you know, he, he knows how to run a newsroom, which is uh, more than can be said for... Chicks out of line. Jesus Christ. More than can be said for other networks, I, I have to say. And that is the Boxcutters News. Hi, it's Pete Smith. They're not really naughty boys. They're just boxcutters going about their business. I'll tell you who is a naughty boy... James Talia, our un-Australian correspondent, calling us from London. How are you, James? Wherever you heard that, it's not true. Don't believe it. <laughs> Pete Smith told us. Yeah, well, he'd know. <laughs> uh, how, how are things in London town? Things, things are good. Things are cold and dark. But yes, yes, thank you for calling us in your, uh, in your probably half hour of daylight that you've got over there. Yeah, <laughs> it is somewhat like that. I'm just looking out the window now, and miraculously, it's not raining. Now here, but, you know. here, James, <laughs> being summer and all, we've yeah. we've got 
uh, our rating season is, is over now and we've got nothing yeah. to look forward to for the next two months. But in the, in the UK, I, I really don't know how the television seasons work in the UK. What's, what's going on there at the moment on TV? Well, nothing's really changed. From what I can tell, there's no defined ratings period. Um, and I guess the, the fact that there is in Australia dates back to when we, when we still had the diaries. You know, you'd have to you'd get the diary at your house and you'd have to fill it in and that's how the ratings were determined. So they would only do that for 40 weeks a year and then have 12 weeks off, which seems kind of redundant now that, you know, they're working off people meters and we still get, you know, the same figures uh, daily. But uh, that doesn't seem to work that way here and all the telly's the same. Um, it winds down a little at, at Christmas, but not for too long. But I guess that's the same as it works uh, for most things in the Northern Hemisphere when it's wintertime here and, and people might take a little bit of time off, but the main downtime is in the middle of the year. Now, uh, with, uh, with Christmas viewing, I mean, we're always uh, kind of hit over the head here with uh, another viewing of, uh, of National Lampoon's two Christmas Vacation. Men. Some two and a half men. But, but, but mostly about the Christmas stuff, it's all uh, horrible American uh, deck the halls kind of, uh, kind of films. You know, a, a very Shrek Christmas. and uh, The Santa Claus was on last night. The Santa Claus. Uh, in the UK, is it, is it nothing but Dickens? <laughs> there, there certainly is a little bit of a Christmas Carol screening going on already. Though I'm very pleased to say that a couple of nights ago on cable, I also caught Bad Santa again, which is always <laughs> worth taking another look at. But uh, you know, the, the big tradition in this country, and I have no idea how this has developed, but on Christmas Day, um, they show The Great Escape. Really? Every. Yeah, and I have, it seems so incongruous. I don't ever. Is there a Christmas in the Great Escape? I can't. I can't remember, but I don't think there is. Um, and uh, yeah, everyone has their big Christmas lunch and then sits down to watch the Great Escape. That's fantastic. It's weird, but it's better than you know Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street again. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, a, a good friend of mine has a uh, has a tradition with her family where they eat their their Christmas lunch and then they uh, all sit down and watch uh, Ronnie Dangerfield's Easy Money. Bring it on, golden. That's that's what, that's I, what I thought. <laughs> now uh, I, th- I think we've uh, we've warmed you up Jimmy enough. Inside. Sorry, what was that? No, Jimmy Stewart inside. No, <laughs> no, enough of that. Uh, we've warmed warmed you up enough. Let's talk about serious okay. stuff. Let's talk about the news. Let's talk about the okay. news in England. Let's oh, talk specifically yes. about Sky News in England, and yes. uh, and this feud between Rupert and James, the Murdochs. A feud between Rupert and James. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't. Uh, Rupert Murdoch wants Sky News in the UK to be more like Fox News in the US. Is that right? Yeah, and James says, no, 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 we're keeping it as it is. And, and of course, Sky News has won awards for, for its coverage in the UK on being even-handed. And, uh, and Rupert thinks that it needs to be uh, kind of a counterpoint to the BBC, uh, meaning that it should be far more right than the BBC. Yeah, I, I, would, I would argue that in some ways, not necessarily on a right-left scale, um, it, it's already a counterpoint to the BBC because it is that sort of touch more tabloid 
than uh, most of the rest of the stuff you'll see on TV here. Um, that's not to say that when the, when the big stories are on, they don't run harder than they do, and, and the awards they've received over the years have been well-deserved. They, they're, they're very good at breaking news. They throw all the resources they have to at a breaking story. Um, whether or not, you know, there should be a fluttering Union Jack in the corner of the broadcast <laughs> at all times, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. And furthermore, I, I just wonder, uh, I, I mean, is that sort of thing going to play as well here or in Australia indeed um, as it would in the US? Well, no, it, it, it absolutely wouldn't. And, I mean, we've already got Fox News in Australia, and here too, you can get it on. Uh, you can get it on cable. So, so why why bother? Why why not keep Sky News as as the excellent? And this is what I don't understand about Rupert Murdoch uh, wanting this. I mean, Sky News is a great service. It is it is widely watched, uh, but he seems to to want it to be the flagship service of uh, of his his cable over there. Uh, yeah, oh, that's, in, that's in a way that really strange. Yeah, me, me too. But I, I, I wanted because you're working out of the offices of Sky, aren't you? Yeah, I am. And I, well, ironically, I, I work in the part of the Sky News office occupied by the Fox News Channel. Right. <laughs> right um, so there's, there's been no talk about this. I, no, no, not that I've heard. I, I think maybe it's the kind of thing that, that people, <laughs> in that very English way, people might sort of hear it, shrug their shoulders, and think, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> You know, we're just going to keep doing the news. Uh, I'd I'd really be surprised if something like that came off. I think if you wanted to brand it the way they've branded Fox, you know, with with all the fair and balanced stuff, and as I say, you know, the flag fluttering in the corner, and and I I just can't see that working here at all. I think uh, people in Britain and Australia are far more sceptical, indeed perhaps cynical, than uh, a lot of people in Fox's heartland in the US, and I, I... can't see it working. But then, you know, <laughs> Rupert knows a thing or two about... <laughs> he does, doesn't growing, he? ...growing networks and gaining readers and viewers probably better than I do. Probably track record better than mine. Now, on, on the topic of, uh, of Fox News, did you see the Bill O'Reilly interview with ALF? ALF. ALF. The alien. Yes, not, not ALF Stewart. ALF <laughs> the alien. So Bill O'Reilly's finally met his match. Yes. <laughs> Is Elf still around? Well, the whole thing was Elf. Where have you been for the last seventeen years? But this is this is Bill O'Reilly who who really like struggles so hard to be taken seriously. For for those who don't know, Bill O'Reilly is a heavily right wing uh, show. He's he hosts a show on the Fox News Network in the States called The No Spin Zone. And uh, he's uh, he's very good at not letting the people he's interviewing get a word in edgewise. Uh, yeah. Now he work with Alpha, I wonder. Well, <laughs> it was just it was just weird. It, it reminded me of the uh, the Meet the Press a, a few weeks ago, uh, where uh, the guy from Meet the Press was interviewing Stephen Colbert, and it, it just seems to me like news. <laughs> you know, he, he was interviewing him as a candidate. For, for the presidency, but it was obviously right. like the whole thing was a huge setup. The the questions were scripted and uh, and it was really diminishing the value of the service. And I, I would have thought that Bill O'Reilly, 
while I'm sure he likes to have fun as much as the next guy, would uh, w- would not risk his reputation like that. <laughs> reputation. <laughs> really, that's what happens when the, when the, uh, the president you've been so staunchly backing, you know, by beating everyone about their head for the past few years, uh, he's going down the tubes. So you've got, there's nothing left for it but to interview fake aliens. <laughs> Now, uh, George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> now, Same thing. Speaking of politics, Jim, uh, did you catch much of the election coverage over there? I did. I did. Um, well, as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sky News. Sky News here on their active service, which is the same as it is in Australia. You know, push the red button, eight windows pop up. Yep. One of those windows had Sky News Australia's coverage, which I was very pleased to see. Uh, okay. Busy and the boys getting amongst it, and. Um, I was also streaming uh, Nine's coverage on Nine MSN. I attempted to, to uh, stream the ABC's coverage as well, but um, the technology wasn't working quite as well, and I was struggling to see it for any more than about eight seconds at a time. Um, I, I think uh, they were yeah. running that on the same Apple IIe that they were running their graphics uh, on as well. <laughs> I heard they had some difficulties, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn that Anthony Green. <laughs> Get a new pewter, dude. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, so, I, for, I mean, for me, that was that was great. As you know, I'm a total election junkie, and so I had Sky News running on the telly, uh, Nine's coverage running on my laptop, and my phone going silly. So that was that was great, and uh, I very much enjoyed it. It was uh, I, I I would have liked to have seen Seven's coverage, but um, they weren't streaming it at all. Maybe they figured the kind of people in the main who would want to watch that. Don't know how to work the computer. Have Have you ever seen the uh, you know at the circus the little monkeys riding the bike? Yeah, cool. yeah, it was much the same as that, really. Who were the monkeys? Anna Karen, Koshi. Yeah, well, you know the shoe fits. <laughs> now, do you think? Uh, do you think the uh, quality of Channel Nine trying to compete with Melancholy might have suffered this year, this election? Uh, I, I, well, I. I I'm, I'm not sure that we were trying to compete with Melancholy. I know there were. It's, it's been written that there were a couple of touches that we introduced to our coverage. Yeah, with stunts really like uh, shredding the picture of Malcolm Turnbull, uh, and he actually turned out to be one of the few that had an increased majority. <laughs> yeah, um, the, well, the shredder was an interesting experiment. I, <laughs> I, I did know there were a couple of occasions when uh, when the big fella, bless him, said, uh, oh, I'm, I'm not calling that seat yet. I'm not sure that we can shred you know, X MP. Um, you know why? Because he had a hell of a time putting Turnbull's picture back together. <laughs> yeah, oh no, that sucks. I hate when that happens. <laughs> um, and, uh, and obviously the, the, there, was, the, there were the bits with, uh, with Charles Firth as well, from, well, formerly from The Chaser. But I don't think it was this, uh, anywhere near the same kind of bells and whistles as what what Seven did, from what I've heard of Seven's coverage. Well, I, I thought in uh, in general it was the, it was the, the same regular, very solid nine coverage that you get. And for as long as Laurie Oakes is sitting there doing what Laurie does better than anyone else in the country, um, then you know it's it's never going to be uh, it's never going to be too farcical. That's for sure. Well, and and here's here's the thing though. You had Laurie Oaks, you had this great resource on Channel 9. Uh, Channel 7 didn't have anyone like that. Uh, 
the ABC had Fran Kelly at the back doing celebrity interviews. So, so Channel <laughs> Channel Nine was was the only one with someone uh, uh, of the the gravitas of, of Laurie Oakes there in the chair. Uh, but then there were all these other you don't distractions. Think Kerry O'Brien's got that that much weight. I think Kerry O'Brien had a hosting job to do. I think it's a it's a completely different job. You reckon he he does he does have that weight, but he wasn't there for for expert journalism comments. Mm, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and uh, but but then but then that that all seemed to be diminished by by all these other kind of distractions that 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 were there on Channel Nine. I found it uh, a little bit sad personally. Um, I, I, I agree with you when it comes to Laurie standing and, and all I can say about it is that personally I saw more than enough of Laurie and what I would want to see and hear out of him for an, ele- an election night coverage and, and everything else is just kind of extraneous, you know, I want to see, I want to see figures, I want to see seats and swings and I want to hear Laurie telling me why they're important or why he thinks that's actually going that way or not. And, you know, I, I want to see Michael Kroger and Robert Ray hooking into each other, which they did. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and there it is. Um, the other stuff, you know, if, if it's not the kind of stuff that you really like, don't let it annoy you. <laughs> do, do you ever think we're going to get Ross's dream team of uh, Anthony Green, Laurie Oakes, all on the same panel? That, that would be good. That would be good. I'm not sure just how much heavyweight analysis you can fit on the one set without it causing clashes. <laughs> well, well, you know, I used to watch Bloomberg, the Bloomberg channel late at night just because there was that much information coming on. That's what I want <laughs> right. for my election coverage. Yeah, same. Absolutely. And that's what it would be like. Can you imagine there would just be graphics all over the screen going in all directions? It would be brilliant. Did, uh, has, did it make the, uh, the English news at all, the election result, or um, the uh, oh, much so. proposed very ratification much so. of Kyoto and all that? All of that. In fact, ju- just a few hours ago, just before I went to bed, it's, it's uh, you know, now sort of just after nine in the morning here, uh, I, I flicked on to BBC News 24 and... Um, and saw the pictures, which can only have been an hour old at that point, of uh, of Kevin Rudd being sworn in mm-hmm. by the Governor General, mm-hmm. and um, and they were reporting it as you know his his first commitments having been sworn in, uh, the withdrawal of troops from Iraq, and the ratification of the Kyoto Protocol. And uh, in fact, on on election day, um, uh, Sky News ran ran it second all afternoon. I can't remember what they led with. It was a local story, obviously. But Kit, they had, kitten uh, in the tree. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> they actually had like a, a, a gun-toting Tory um, in line with the new edict from Rupert. And, <laughs> uh, and so they ran it second. And uh, the BBC News on that Saturday night, so it would have been Sunday morning, your time, uh, their main bulletin led with the story and had, had a big package from their correspondent out of Sydney. Uh, it was interesting to see it given that kind of prominence, but there you go. I mean, here it's, it's, it's portrayed more than anything else as... Um, a novelty? The, the last of the coalition of the willing partners going by the wayside after Blair and Asnar in Spain and, and Bush, obviously, on his way um, early year after next. So, and it's framed in those kind of terms and the withdrawal from Iraq, even though that wasn't really the most prominent thing in the, in the campaign there. No, it was, barely, it was barely mentioned in the campaign. Yeah. Mm. But we always got to find that hook for your viewers, don't you? 
So, uh, so, so, what do we do now, James? I, I mean, I, I'm kind of at a, at a loss. We, we've got some cricket coming up, uh, but even the cricket news in Australia is uh, is overwhelmed somewhat by uh, Murray Lutheran and his 708 in uh, yeah. against the UK, which I'm sure made huge news there. Yeah, but how many characters a minute can he text? <laughs> <laughs> Fair point, fair point. But but other than that, I, I don't know what we're going to do in Australia. We've got no election. We've got no ratings-based television to watch. I, I'm at a loss. It's very difficult, very difficult, especially especially for those with uh, a problem with their attention span, as you clearly have. I really do, I really do. I, I have that problem too. I completely, I completely understand, you know. Oh my god! You know, I haven't got eight different things to be excited about all at once. What am I going to do now? It's been disappointing to me to be waking up every morning and logging onto the Australian newspapers without having a barrage of fresh election information coming at me. I've become quite hooked on it. Not, not to mention, uh, you know, those uh, those black and white ads that were dominating the uh, the websites in the last few days when the media, uh, when the TV advertising went into lockdown. Right. Yeah, that was really noticeable. It's 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 the new frontier, isn't it? Yeah. Now uh, I, I noticed that Brett is uh, is poised, ready, no <laughs> doubt, with a, a question about Christine Spiteri. So uh, I'll pass it on to him. Inevitably. No. Well, I wanted to check in on a couple of things. Um, did you ever get to uh, work with Matt Price? I, uh, I, I well, I, I spent a year in the Federal Gallery and uh, knew Matt in passing to you know to say hello to. We occasionally stop for a chat. He and he and Laurie are close, were close, and uh, and Matt would pop into the office fairly frequently to have a chat with him. Um, and I, I did the last campaign, um, which Matt was on as well. So there were uh, a few interesting uh, times on buses and planes and in hotel bars late at night with with, with, with big groups of journos sitting around uh, pontificating. Um, Matt was always a terrific presence. Um, it's been written over the weekend in any number of places that, that what you read and saw with Matt was what you got with Matt. And I, I tend to agree that's the case from my brief experience with him. There was a really um, superbly written tribute to him in The Age and the City Morning Herald, I think on Saturday, written by Annabel Crabb, who I would argue is... Matt's natural successor for that kind of political writing. She and, she knows um, how to use a pen, that's for sure. Yeah, you bet, you bet. But in the same vein, as sort of you know funny, touching, taking a shot at people without it being nasty. Um, and uh, you know, she, Annabelle's done TV work as well. I think people would have seen her on Insiders, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I know people in Canberra have been really rocked by it. It hasn't been a great year for the for the press gallery. Um, and uh, yeah, I think people very much feeling Matt's loss. Hmm. Brett, Christian Spiteri, is that not going to come up? <laughs> Wait for it. A um, <laughs> couple of programming uh, things that uh, you may have heard about, James. Uh, any word on Ray Martin's uh, nighttime talk show as yet? Because uh, obviously he's sitting around doing nothing after the election's all over. Uh, raised the host of Sunday, so he's gone into his, his normal summer hiatus, I guess. All right, okay. And uh, Daryl Summers, well, well, has he signed up yet for uh, uh, hiatus that day yet? Do you think they're running these decisions? Do you think David Gingell's ringing James to find out if, if Ray should get a talk show or not? <laughs> <laughs> well, to, to be fair... No, you know as much as I do, Brett, on to, this one. To I be fair, Ross... Ray, Ray said he'd like a talk show, well, wouldn't we all? To, to be fair, Ross, I would ask James his opinion on that. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, that's fine. His opinion, but not not this suggestion. That but, you know, there's there's talk around the the water cooler, or you know, over the the casual IM amongst the uh, network <laughs> staff. Jesus, we don't have water coolers. What the cost money? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you haven't heard anything yet about Daryl uh, crossing back over? Uh, no, I haven't. Obviously, there's a lot of talk about it. I personally, I would be surprised. Really? But you never know. You never know. That drum kit's still going to be floating around somewhere. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. and uh, but but the thing is, now that they're uh, now that they're selling Bendigo Street, he's not going to have that whole house to to use as his office. Well, it's Bert's now anyway. Oh, really? He's he's yeah. the only person who could go into that haunted place. That's right. Exactly. The the dressing room that that used to be Daryl's or the suite um, is is Bert's. It's in the it's in the courtyard where you know famously in the eighties the swimming pool used to be, mm. and then they filled it in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, uh, Spiteri, uh, you've been in a few newsrooms. Is it any place for a woman? Christ, it's about the only place for a woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's... A, lot of, uh, <laughs> a, a, a lot of women in news are pretty tough. Um, it, it could be argued that that they have to be. That's not. Uh, intended as a criticism in any way either they um but the, they're women who know how to give as good as they get which is the kind of atmosphere uh which uh which applies in most newsrooms um but uh and and you know christine's tough met christine a few times um she's uh she's a very nice person for, you know really good person to sit and have a drink with she's been in the game a long time um she's a former la correspondent um, is, is, is a newsroom any place for a woman? <laughs> well, probably, there are probably more women in newsrooms now than there are men when it comes to the reporting staff. If you looked at it across the country, so what do you think of uh, the reported comments from uh, Channel 9's news chief John Westacott um, saying that the newsroom is no place for a, a woman, and uh, that Spiteri, with a name a surname like hers, she should uh, try getting a job at SBS. Well, primarily, of course, my comment about that. Well, okay, I have two comments about that. My first comment is uh, those are reported comments from Westie, and we have no way of knowing if they're um, if they're true. And my second comment about that is uh, I like my job just like. <laughs> <laughs> Although it does, it, it would uh, kind of seem that they've pretty much been confirmed, given that David Gingell's uh, said that uh, his comments weren't the fucking smartest thing he's ever said. Well, again, those were reported comments from David Gingell. I mean, in in the worst case scenario, there's you know there's there's nothing to say that someone hasn't made up the whole thing, ah, including, mm. including Gingell's response. Yeah. I'm not suggesting that's the case, but but it could be. Have to be we well, have to be careful and with saying these are all reported comments. And, and it's also the the sort of thing that could be said in a I don't know, call it a, a short and jocular conversation. That's uh, that, that's short not intended and in short and, short and jocular. That's <laughs> not intended in the in the way that it's uh, represented. And, it's... and also, uh, James, with a uh, name like Talia, have you ever considered going across and working for SBS? <laughs> I have to say, when I when I read that story, I thought, oh, well, there's a few of us in Stripe. <laughs> 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 uh, we'll we'll all head off to the Warp Network then. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we may be seeing more information about that in another affidavit, given that uh, she's engaged John Laxon, who uh, has had some previous dealings with the Nine Network. Yeah, look, um, I'll, I'll give you this tip. I, I know this 
without having to speak to anyone, I know this better than I know anything else. If it's correct that a comment in that vein was made, <laughs> that affidavit is never going to see the inside of a courtroom. <laughs> but will it see the, the front page on Crikey? Uh, I, I guess that's a matter for the lawyers. Cause that, was, that was where the last one uh, kind of leaked out through. Because now, James, apparently you are editor of Crikey as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I think it's, look, if, it, if there's, if, in general, let's keep it in general terms. If, if this kind of scenario pops up with any uh, network and uh, there, there is legal paperwork which is leaked, um, then Crikey or the Oz or anyone else clearly w w would be crazy not to run it. Mm, mm. It's, uh, and also, speaking generally, do you think that uh, perhaps if management at a network were good enough not to get their ass sued by people that they insult, then they could actually have Christmas hampers for their staff? Look, I think we've dealt with this hamper issue, haven't we? <laughs> no, I'm just making the point. You know, they'd have an extra, you know, lazy half mil or so sitting around. I don't think there, there there are any late <laughs> lying around at the moment. The, the Christmas hampers, it's not speed to say that they were always a gift from the yeah. family to the staff. Yeah, yeah, we made that point previously. But, uh, um, look, you know, I, I, I suspect, Brett, that, um, you know, back in the day, the 70s, the 80s, um, uh, there, were, there were probably you know, lawsuits thrown around by staff former staff, soon to be former staff, with uh, relative frequency, and um, we just didn't hear much about it, you know. I think they were always settled quietly, and people would be paid out big sums of money, mm -hmm. stay quiet, mm -hmm. go on their way. So uh, so, so are you, are you saying, why can't people just shut the hell up about it? <laughs> And take their payouts. Yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think that's fair. I think I think that's the way things I, things should work. James, we are. There's, there's, there's so, obviously for, for whatever reason now a greater tendency for these things to leak out than there may have been say twenty years ago. Yeah, and that's just the way it goes. Uh, we uh, we're we're about to lose the satellite feed, <laughs> uh, but we also had special introductions from a uh, from a friend of yours over there, James. But we couldn't get them. Uh, we unfortunately couldn't get them ready in time for tonight's show. So maybe next time you're on. Okay, I'm, I'm sure he's listening and he's heard that loud and clear. Excellent. And uh, I, I wanted to, to uh, put two things to you just, just before we go. One is uh, a couple of months ago uh, you were on and we were t talking, slash joking about uh, Channel 10 and their HD channel and how it was going to be a half-hour time shift channel so they were going to show The Simpsons yeah. at 6 o'clock and then 6.30 on the, uh, uh, on the HD channel. Uh, You'll be pleased to know that uh, they're showing the 5 o'clock news. Channel 10's news at 5. At 5.30 on the HD channel. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, That's after Bold and the Beautiful. At yeah, yeah. 5. Yeah, it's after Bold and Beautiful. <laughs> it is, is going to be the half-hour time shift channel. That's, uh, see, we should be in programming, obviously. <laughs> I know. I know. We're geniuses. And the, uh, the other thing is, since, uh, since your uh, announcement, I think last time you were on, uh, announcement slash revelation uh, about uh, the tent pole show, Two and a Half Men. Yeah, People yeah. have come up to me and said, "Yeah, I I didn't want to admit it, but I really like Two and a Half Men too." You're kidding, aren't you? You're just trying to make me feel better now. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. People have come up to me and and said that to me. So uh, I really am going to have to uh, check out the repeats that Channel Nine is showing over the summer, and uh, and see see what it's all about. 
pleased and gratified to hear that. But my advice is, uh, you know, stick with the early series if you can. It's like the first couple. Oh, oh really? Because it's jumped the shark. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it does. It, you know, it goes downhill dramatically, you know, around series three, series four. If, if you're a real connoisseur, you'd know this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will, I will give it a go. Thanks so much for joining us, James. Pleasure, guys. Thank you. Thank you. James Talia is Channel 9 European correspondent and our un-Australian correspondent. In the beginning, there was nothing, and God created everything. He made man and beast. One day, man came across a chicken, and he said, I can use this. And thus, our rating system was born. It might be convoluted, it might make no sense, but it's the only system we've got, damn it. Ratings. Better than nothing, but only just. Now, I thought we'd talk about ratings. Does, does that sparkle with you? Channel Sunshine. 7 wins! Sunshine. Sunshine. <laughs> uh, yeah, ch- Channel 7 won. That's the ratings. Brett? No. Play the thing. No, Do the thing. So, Click on the thing. No, there's a few more things to talk about. Channel 7, Channel 7 won. They won outright. They won, they won 38 weeks out of 40 weeks. Yep. This is... Uh, now, a few in Channel 9 are saying that this is quite close. They're only a few points behind. This is an absolute hammering. 29% to 26.9 it's, overall. If you you know if Anthony Green was doing it, mm. he wouldn't talk about he, he wouldn't talk about who won percentage-wise. He would be talking about the swing. Yep. And I think the swing to channel 7 has mm. been huge. Yep. Yep, for sure. And if it had been, you know, if you'd been coming down and you hadn't known the result if they were fairly level going into even the last 10 weeks of ratings, that would be close. Yes. But when uh, when we knew from week 21 that Channel 7 had won it, it's 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 a bit of a it's a bit of a whitewash well, yeah, we, we haven't done a rating segment in, in ages because it just hasn't it's, been worthwhile yeah it's just been over there's a few nights of interest that uh, that I think we should have a look at Sunday night uh, in particularly 60 minutes uh, rating regularly well over a million Yep. Has had a very good year. Yeah, yeah, that uh, shows past its prime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, despite its, uh, despite you know, Ugly Betty and uh, Kath and Kim as fairly solid challengers and Australian Idol, there's definitely a place for sixty minutes. Well, and it Ugly just Betty, keeps going. Ugly Betty started really strongly mm-hmm. and then and then petered off and and kind of uh, just uh, kind of plateaued down mm. uh, about mm. a third below where, where it was mm. when it started, averaging one point three mil. Mm. So, so it wasn't the powerhouse that Channel Seven were hoping for. I think people did get a little bit bored with it, as Although we predicted on this show. I think it dropped off after its uh, strong uh, lead-in from uh, Australia's Got Talent. Really, as in Australia's Got Talent rated better. Uh, really, it wouldn't have had that strong lead-in from Kath and Kim, which rated a lot better than Australia's Got Talent. Mm, was the crossover? Didn't they change over at the same time? Because Kath and Kim's always gone into My Name is Earl. Sorry, I'm confused. What are you talking about, Brett? Never mind. You, 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 no, 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 you've lost me. <laughs> are you saying Australia's Got Talent was a good lead-in for Ugly Betty? Uh, well, it seemed that it was around about that time that it dropped off. Right, oh, okay. That, okay. Which may have been about the story. Um, I didn't keep watching. Mm. Uh, or it may just have been, as uh, as a lot of people said to me, they just got bored with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, which was uh, probably why I didn't keep watching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, because it was it looked great and and yeah. everything. Yeah, but I think that's that's right. And you watch the first show and you go, "Oh, that's kind of fun," but there's nothing to keep you there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another night of interest is Tuesday night, and I think this is where uh, this is where Channel Nine really have to uh, 
have to pick up their game as we were talking about before dancing with the stars it's just uh and and with all saints uh if you look at the the top 10 for tuesday nights it's rare for another channel to get a look in other than seven uh and i think this is this is where nine have to mount a serious challenge i don't know what they're going to do i think dancing with the stars seems to get weaker in terms of the people they have on but uh every season but it keeps rating and while while they can pull out two shows of it a year, I think Channel Nine's always going to be in trouble with the ratings. And I think uh, I think All Saints has always featured quite well in in the top twenty uh, throughout mm. throughout its time. But Dancing with the Stars, uh, especially coinciding with the with the change in uh, in, in the way All Saints is structured, mm. uh, I think those those two things have been so good for All Saints as far as getting an audience go- going. Yep. And yes, I complain every week that Dancing with the Stars goes over by 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 45 mm. minutes. But uh, but that's obviously worked for All Saints. Yep. Yep. And it creates a great three-hour, three-hour-plus block for them, which no other channel's getting a look in, which is yeah. quite amazing. Uh, Wednesday nights too. I mean, Wednesday nights we were talking, we've talked about a while, have been a really tough night. But uh, the ABC have really carved out their... Uh, carved out a really solid night for themselves there with uh, new inventors, Spicks and Specs, Chaser, a local comedy, and then at the movies. I mean, that's a really solid night in a very tough night. Are they going to be able to, uh, to to replicate it, though, next year? I mean, Spicks and Specs, always going to be popular. Yep. We haven't heard where the Chaser are going to be next year as yet. No, and uh, mm. and this year they had uh, they had the Chaser and they had Chris Lilly yep. f- filling in that gap. Yep. Uh and, and 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 you forget that before Chris Lilly, they had things like Star Stories, yes. which was just awful, mm. which a lot of people liked, and I have no idea why. <laughs> yeah, so but they have done really well in this in this rating year. Maybe Brett will have some inside mail in two thousand and eight preview about what they're going to do on Wednesday night. But we'll wait for that segment. We'll wait for that segment. Uh, next. There's a couple of just other quick things. Uh, Prime time footy is being discussed again for Channel Seven Friday nights. They were saying the exact same thing at this, at this time last year. I, I, I really think they need to do it. I think they uh, they wasted their uh, millions and millions of dollars that they spent on footy. Uh, big event TV seems to really be going down the gurgular. Uh, Idol, Big Brother, Dancing with the Stars, all declining rapidly. Uh, I think that that's, that that's uh, having real trouble. And uh, news. News between... Six o'clock news between Channel 9 and Channel 7 here in Melbourne was pretty much split 50-50. Well, uh, well, a little birdie told me, mm. James Tyler, uh <laughs> that uh, in Melbourne, nine did win the news year. They did win the six o'clock bulletin news year. However, Channel 7 are saying that you can't count the weekends. Yep. And Channel 9 have always been a really strong contender on Sunday. Yep. Their Sunday news bulletin has always been... I, I, I remember uh, seeing... Uh, before we had the Dancing with the Stars, and, and mm. 9 Sunday was number one in the yep. weekly top 20. Yep. Always. Yep. So, uh, But they both won 20 weeks, which is an interesting result. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, with news, especially here in Melbourne next uh, it's, year. It's going to be an exciting... Exciting ratings year Gee, next year. I wonder what will happen next year. I wonder. Mm. Good evening, viewers. This is Sandra Sultry. I've been playing with my box on the box cutters. Oh, what is going to happen next year? 
Brett? Um, well, I've just been looking through my notes and I've only got half of what I thought that I had. Uh, didn't bring in the uh, Channel 10 stuff. Uh, new Australian drama coming up, Underbelly, mm-hmm. which we've been hearing about, which is... Uh, it's going to be exciting. Channel 9. Uh, yes, on Channel 9 with uh, Frankie J. Holden playing uh, one mm-hmm. of the larger parts there. Um, Young Doctors is coming back. Canal Road. Canal uh, Road. My, yep, so my Road. Very interesting. What? Canal. Canal. Yes. Right. Which is a, a mystery a mystery series, I believe. I'm not sure. I think I read that. Uh, we might have one of the actors coming in to talk to us at some stage, but he's, uh, he's, I think he's had to fly back to the States because he's got a film project oh, up really? and running that, uh, that he's been actually, that he's been writing with the uh, winner of Project Greenlight here in Australia. They've, both written a film recently, and uh, John Cusack's just been signed to star in it. Fantastic. So that's going into production soon. So he won't be able to come on Boxcars yet, but hopefully some stage down the line. That'd be excellent. That's um, Paul Layden, who's one of, who's the main star, and he was also in uh, LAX and uh, one of the soaps over there mm-hmm. as the minutes oh, tick by yeah. or something. He was, yep. he was like the, the can-do man in LAX. Yep. 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 That was the one with Heather Locklear. Yep. And Blair Underwood. Um, the Strip, have you heard anything about that? No. Another, more, more Australian drama and Scorched. Oh, no. no. So The Strip, sorry, that's that's set on the Gold Coast, isn't it? I, I've just got the titles here. Oh, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a, a another mystery type series, but set on the Gold Coast. Right. I, I'm not sure it's a remake of Pacific Drive, but it would be great if it was. Mm-hmm. It's like Pacific Drive, but only on Schoolies Week. All right. <laughs> uh, coming in from overseas, Pushing Daisies, as we mentioned earlier, and Chuck, Cashmere Mafia. I, I never got to hasn't catch started, hasn't any Hasn't started yet. Got, got pushed back because of the... Uh, got pushed back because of the... Rider Strike. strike yeah. Big Shots, Canterbury's Law, uh, Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which you're a big fan <laughs> of, Ross. Uh, the Secret Diaries of a Cool Girl. Oh, equally. Which will be fantastic. And Rock Rivals. Um, a bunch of new factual stuff, uh, including uh, one on the Royal Flying Doctor Service, Fire Triple O, um, and the Irwin Family's Australia Zoo. No! Which would be fantastic. <laughs> no! And if we could play music, I could just throw that track right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad we can't. <laughs> My dad was part Tarzan, part environmentalist. I can't remember how the rest goes. <laughs> For those who don't know, Bindi Irwin has released a, a single... An EP. Oh, it's four. Four Trouble songs. in the Jungle. It's terrible. If uh, She anyway, raps, though. Yeah, you can... Two of them are rap tracks. You can get onto YouTube, do a search for Bindi on Today, and I'm sure you'll uh, you'll see her, her appearance doing a rap on the Today Show in the US. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, she did that. She actually did it on air. Uh, new entertainment, a new game show from the National IQ Test producers. Um, Amnesia, this is your life with a new look. No Mike, word on who the uh, Mike Monroe wearing glasses? There. Is that the new look? <laughs> yeah, maybe. The Red Book's now green. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Here come the newlyweds uh, for new reality. No, oh, God, no, no, skip, skip the chopping block. <laughs> no. Skip. Oh, yeah, that's, skip. that could be all right. Chopping block could be all right. Yeah, um, and uh, the wild world, wide world of sports weekend edition is returning. <gasps> really? Yes. Dun, 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 dun. I can't <laughs> wait. That's that's the most exciting thing you've said in weeks, Brett Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. Um, coming up on the ABC, and I believe that this is all stuff that they're projecting themselves. Uh, East of Everything, Richard Roxburgh in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, sounds, um, that sounds really interesting. Just a little six-parter from 2020. 
uh, and co-promoted with ABC TV. Valentine's Day, telly movie uh, with Reese Muldoon. Always like his work. Yep. Uh, Blue Water High, a twenty-six. It's coming series. back. Yes. Uh, Jekyll, a three-part series uh, with James Nesbitt from uh, Cold Feet, Murphy's Law. Uh, that looks like a bit of an English thing. Um, Jane Austen foreplay. I don't know. You're looking at me provocatively. Like with, uh, I'm supposed to go, ooh, that sounds interesting. Which <laughs> which kind of looks a little bit like uh, the, the the redos of the Cannibal Tales and the Shakespeare thing. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'm bored by all of that. So it's a... Uh, I really am. I'm bored by all of that. Interpretations of some of her bodice-ripping uh, frenzies yeah, so. with Kate Beckinsale, Billy Piper, uh, Felicity Jones, and Anne Elliott. Um, Did Jane Austen even have bodice rippers? They weren't bodice rippers. They were just bodice wearers. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah. There wasn't a bit of a French lieutenant's woman. I don't think so. Stuff about her stuff. Uh, Family Brat Camp. No. Skip, skip, skip it. Skip it. Skip it. it. Is this still ABC? Enough. Skip, skip, skip. And Stress Busters. Right. Which is just a lot of people with tiny little balls squeezing (laughs) them in their fist. (laughs) So that's that's what we've got to look forward to on uh, in in two thousand and eight, and yep. also while while we're on uh, new shows this Thursday night on SBS East West one hundred and one starts, uh, which is a, a new six part cop drama, which was planned under a different name, quite possibly North was. South. No, no, it wasn't no, no, North no, South two hundred two. <laughs> and uh, the BBC have commissioned a new Aussie soap, yeah, to to replace Neighbours when they lose it to Channel Five. Mm. Uh, no real word. Was it a Channel Ten? Pro? Uh, I don't know about what network, but it's uh, it's going to be shot in Sydney and uh, and set on the beaches there. Yep, uh, out of Manly. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It'll be fantastic. I love Australian soap. We really do need a thing for this. I was going to come. The last season, sorry, the last episode of The Contender aired last Monday night on Fox 8. And what's that about? The contender. So about somebody going going on game shows and <laughs> trying to win. It's a, it's a reality show about somebody going for the presidency. Keep going, Josh. It's it's about boxers. New listeners. It's, it's <laughs> like a, you, Fred. It's a. Mark, <laughs> I know what it's about. It's about boxing. <laughs> it's a Mark Burnett production that is uh, that is uh, about boxers. It's a it's an elimination competition boxers. and end up. Well, yes, it's a, it's about boxers boxing in an elimination competition that ends up with a uh, a huge event. This year, it was held in Boston, and uh, ESPN took over the contender a couple of seasons ago, last season, mm-hmm. and uh, and they had it again this year. So their final event is broadcast live on ESPN as a fight night uh, thing, and so it's hosted by the uh, ESPN hosts and goes for about two and a half hours. They have three matches on. Uh, Brian Kenny, the uh, host of the evening, introduced the night thusly. Fighters you've gotten to know via the Contender Championship program now have the chance to change their lives with one night, in one night, with one fight. And that night is tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Brian Kenny. Okay, question three. Which can I- all these going to be about war? No, I got loads of. I got one on tennis. One on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Box. 
And uh, it was great to see some uh, some new entrants into the quiz this week. A, a whole lot of uh, people who hadn't entered before entered this week. So that was excellent to see. The winner was Mordoir, oh. known from the blog as Mordoir, uh, who correctly answered that Danger Mouse's sidekick was Penfold. Congratulations, Mordor. I'll be in touch. No, nobody got extra points for uh, for giving his full name. No one, no one got extra points for giving his full name, and I've already forgotten what his full name was. Ernest. It was Ernest. Ernest Penfold. Ernest Penfold. Oh crumbs is mm. what he used to say. Mm. And uh, uh, I'll be in touch, Mordor, during the week to uh, to talk about uh, your Crumpler prize and uh, and find out. Uh, that's if we have any in stock at the moment. We're waiting on a delivery. We're waiting on delivery. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll be in touch to, to let you know about that. And uh, and but there is one with your name on it. Uh, but, thanks uh, very much to Crumpler as well for uh, for providing our prizes. Never to be ones to be asking questions when there may not be any prizes. <laughs> never, never to let that. Never, happen. never, never to let that That'd stop us. Never happen on uh, We've got this week's question, which is. Uh, in celebration of Futurama's release on DVD, in the States at least, surely it will come out here at some stage. Surely it'll come out here earlier, I remember surely. someone saying. Mm. Earlier, earlier. Earlier than in the States, someone yes. said. Yes, Yeah, it came out on the 27th of November in, uh, in the mm. States, and uh, mine is on a plane somewhere on the way to Australia. Right. Still no sign of it anyway, which is very disappointing. Uh, but uh, this week's quiz question is, what is Bender's full name? Bender the Robot from Futurama. What is his full name? You can give either of his names, but don't cheat and look on Wikipedia. Why not? But well, because that that takes the fun out of it. Oh no, you can cheat well, as much as you want. No, if no, you give don't us, cheat. If, you know what? We're not going to know if you give us the right answer. We're not going to know. I'll know. Ross will know, but I'm the one who picks the. But words. if you cheat, you'll be a cheater. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's that's true. If you yeah. cheat, you'll be a cheater. But. Yeah. Still, it's very little skill involved in that. Well, that, that's it. I mean, <laughs> we're not asking the questions so that people can just jump on the computer and look up Wikipedia. Where's, where's, where's the fun in that? But if you want to win prizes, do that. Sit through, sit through <laughs> five series of Futurama. Actually, oh, come you on, at least and, and write narrow down. it down. What season? I, where, where they say his name? Yeah. I got no idea. I have no idea either. But. I think uh, I think Ross is onto something. You'll have a lot more fun sitting down watching five series of Futurama. Let us know, hooray at boxcutters.net, what is Bender's full name? You can win yourself a little crumpler pouchy thing. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. I forgot to mention that we'll accept all uh, answers for the quiz up until 4pm next Monday, Mm -hmm. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Mm. Now, I was wandering through the city uh, during the week, just happened to be there, and I happened across a film crew or a TV film crew, one of the two. Stingers is back? They were filming something just in Birong Ma. Then I happened to notice some very dodgy-looking heart-shaped balloons... Oh no! And then I saw Lavinia. So uh, oh. look out for a, for a great new promo coming up for uh, We Heart TV. Oh, it's so bad. Mm. It's so bad. I haven't seen any uh, promos on the station yet, but uh, oh, there's there's a few floating around. Been a bit busy. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Have they have they done that one with the the heart where it pops and kind of evaporates like we thought? No, I haven't seen that yet. But uh, the, I just. Uh, 
there was one that I saw. Uh, I actually saw it on t- the TV Tonight website. Right. They've got a link to it, and it's on YouTube. Uh, and it was just kind of a just in an ads coming up later tonight, and it was just kind of on the end of that. Just a taster. So it wasn't, yeah. Yep. Uh, also, we've talked a lot about downloading and whether it's a good thing for television, uh, whether it increases the audience, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, show that we covered in fall, Journeyman, is uh, looks like it's looks like it's going to be canned. Uh, now, according to the producers, now you have no idea how true this is or not, but according to the producers, anecdotal evidence suggests that most of the viewers actually download it directly from the website and don't actually uh, don't actually watch it. So I think this is a case where it's so it, no, they, they watch it, but they don't sorry, watch it. They watch on it, but they don't watch TV. it on TV. So I think mm. this is the case where uh, where it's great to have the new technology, but because that's not getting measured in any, you know, it can't be quantified in any way. It's it's not in the ratings, and therefore the show might get canned when it might have a quite a healthy audience. Yeah. It, I also a, read that uh, it's uh, part of the part of the reason for its uh, dodgy future is uh, part of the writers' strike, mm. um, and they can't get that uh, happening. So well, I guess they lose a lot of flow. If well, the, the other thing is every year in the states, there's there's got to be at least like a twenty five percent drop off of, of the shows that that come up and the. Sh- the shows that are cancelled, about 25%. Yep. So some of the shows that we've reviewed are going to have to be in that 25%. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, and, if, and they just, if they can't find an audience, they can't find an audience. Mm. Uh, I think one of the other things is that because the technology is there and because people are doing that and, and people know anecdotally that, that people are downloading the episodes, uh, that's always going to be an excuse that people are going to use unless you're the bionic woman uh, where you just go, <laughs> no, we were crap. <laughs> um, and I'm talking about legal downloads too. This yeah. is this is this this is the website putting well, uh, the, the can, network putting it on the website, which happens with most shows in the states. They can measure and quantify that. Mm. So uh, I don't. See no, what no, the- no, no. But it doesn't. Not in terms of it, it's not going to help the show survive in any way. They oh, no, could, they could they- have. 20 billion viewers downloading it, they don't care if, if they're not getting the advertising revenue from it. That's, yeah. what, they're, that's what they're worried about. That's, that's always what are they problem. Are they pay for downloads? Is there advertising on no, that? No, it'll be free from the network website. I'm pretty sure it's just free. Website. Is there advertising in, in what they're downloading um, and or on the site itself? I, I don't have your special fancy, so I haven't been downloading them to, to find out. Uh, I wanted to say that Amazing Race Asia is, uh, is back. Yes. Uh, it's had two episodes thus far, and Asian Phil, God love him. I've been having He's... trouble finding the torrents. Really? Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll hook you up. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, it, it, it is another, another great season. They, they don't seem to be the same characters that, that they were last time, like a, a, as far as quality characters. They've gone for a, a lot more of a kind of generic Eurasian mm-hmm. feel to it, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of... Uh, a lot of seemingly expats uh, around who who kind of have a little bit of an Asian look to them, uh, and uh, and also people who who speak English a lot better than the than the teams last year. So okay. maybe that's from some feedback that they got. Right, yeah. I downloaded a couple of episodes of uh, the Amazing Race Brazil as well, ah. which uh, was looking great until I realised that it wasn't in English. Uh, and you, you don't speak Portuguese? <laughs> I don't know, uh, but I mean, you could still follow it. You could still figure out what was going on. I mean, I've seen enough Amazing Race. To, I could have kept watching, but it, it's the interaction with the people. I wonder if you'd be able to find you like. subtitles around for it. Mm, 
Yeah, I don't know. There is a there is a great team in Amazing Race Asia, uh, which is a, an ex Navy serviceman and his Filipino wife, an ex US Navy serviceman and his Filipino wife, and uh, and the wife is is just a fantastic character. She doesn't make up for uh, the loss of you know anyone as good as the brothers in last year's uh, Amazing Race, but she is uh, on her own a, a pretty amazing character. Mm. So that's that's great to watch. Excellent. That brings us to the end of a box cutters episode one hundred and thirteen. I want to say Kid Nation starting on channel ten, and I also want to say thanks very much to James Talia for calling in from the UK. Now next week, next week we're going to be a day late. Yes, uh, we're uh, we're going to be on Tuesday, so I hope that doesn't throw anybody's week out too much. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we'll be recording this and, and posting it up on a Tuesday. I also want to say thanks to Crumpler whose uh, things we give away hmm. to our giveaway listeners hmm. who enter the competition by emailing us hooray at boxcutters.net and telling us what Bender's full name is by 4pm next Monday. They've got a really good website at uh, crumpler.com.au. It is. It's, it's, a, it's a really fun website. Well, that's fun, yeah. And, Fun's uh, a good word for it. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. I wouldn't say it's good. It's fun. Uh, the uh, I also want to say thank you to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast each and every week. They're very good. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. Sparkle. Sunshine. Chicken. <laughs> I continue to be Brett Croffley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same. Bat. Bat channel, but on a different day. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, let's be careful out there. We'll just redo that. Just get Brett yeah. to do it again. Uh, yeah. Why bother? <laughs>